0: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. We didn't really have a creative staff for football. Jay Litt's a student here in Nebraska. He's unbelievable. Like I've never been around somebody like, and I trust him. In, I trust him implicitly. Like if you guys know me, I'm like, hey, I want to know what the show's about. I want to know this. Jay Litt, I said, do your thing, bro. Like he, he knows. He knows what we're trying to get done. Uh, Mike Wallace kind of is like the. So Mike Wallace and CJ and Jay Litt, they came up with the idea. Uh, They executed it, they ran with it. And I thought it was great, you know, I thought it was fun. And, you know, this next episode, I'm sure they'll even have more behind the scenes uh, stuff. So we have to, you know, balance, making sure the kids feel comfortable, our men feel comfortable, like, hey, we're not giving away, you know, making them look bad. But there's a lot of good things happening. I want our fans to be a part of it. So I thought the show was cool. Hey, welcome back. Before we get into it, Sunday, August 13th, 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media and Facebook Live. It's in the Deed the Glory Memorial Stadium, and it is something you don't want to miss. It's Nebraska Public Media's newest local sports doc following the evolution of the stadium. You have interviews with T.O., Eric Crouch, Trev Alberts, Mike Babcock, Damon Benning is narrating the piece. and reveals little-known and lost-to-history facts such as The underground indoor track, which Ravi and I uh, found out yesterday, and a partial South Stadium collapse in the '90s. So make sure you check that out. August thirteenth, seven p.m. on Nebraska Public Media. Over the weekend, Ravi, I was asked, "How long is Matt Rule going to be at Nebraska?" And you know, I'm I'm quick to defend Coach Rule right now because I think I have a good gauge on it. Mm -hmm. He's not going anywhere anytime soon, and there's a couple of reasons for it. One. I feel like he tried and failed enough to know where he wants to be. So he, he was at temple and he, and he went up the ladder and I used kind of this analogy way back when, when he was at temple, you know, he was driving. Right. But then when he stopped for gas, it was kind of like a, okay, now I'm going to stop at Baylor and now I'm going to drive a little bit. And then okay, I need gas again. So I'm going to stop it in Carolina. And so like he was stopping at so many different points to where it was like, he was always trying to get somewhere be be somebody different or or be somebody new mm-hmm. and he was reaching his goal everybody wants to be an NFL head coach if you're a, if you are a football coach the dream is to be an NFL head coach someday everybody well then it didn't work out the way he thought it would yeah. or that he wanted it to yeah. so when he comes to Nebraska now and he signs a massive deal a long-term contract mm-hmm. that's reason number 1 why I am 95% sure that he's not going anywhere anytime soon in regards to f- finishing out his contract and maybe staying here even longer than people think if and when he's successful. The second point to all of that is, you see what's happening with conference realignment right now. Mm-hmm. You see how all the teams are starting to either come into the Big Ten, the SEC, or you know we'll get into the ACC stuff uh, a little bit more today because uh, of the news with SMU. But you see how everything's going in college football and how the Big Ten is becoming this premier conference. He's not going to want to go anywhere if he's getting, for one, the support from the school. Two, he's successful at the university. Mm -hmm. And three, uh, guys, he really likes the town of Lincoln. He really just likes being here. And he likes having his kids um, a a part of the Lincoln school system or the Omaha school system. He likes having that option for his family. He moved here for his family. He didn't move here just to coach. He talks about it a lot. Mm-hmm. He could be on his couch right now. He'd be making just as much money as an analyst on TV. Yeah, He could do all of that stuff, but no, he chose to, he chose to coach football again right away. He wants to be here. And so that's the point that I push across with everybody is you – Look, it's easy to say, yeah, he's jumped around from spot to spot. But he also reached his peak and now he's coming back down to or he's if if you say he didn't reach his peak, say there's a, a, a you know, a, a peak a little bit further up where like that's ultimately where he knows he, he can be, he wants to be, that's where he is today.
1: Yeah, so I think the Carolina experience for Matt Rule gave him really good perspective on who he wants to be in this profession and you know it's not just because he wasn't successful but i think he wasn't successful because what he enjoys and is good at isn't necessarily what the nfl values as a head coach or needs as a head coach right i think he realized he's more teacher than he is coach he's more leader than he is coach does is he good at the football stuff obviously you don't get to this point in your career without being good at the football stuff but I think his skill set is uniquely suited to young people in this point of their lives. And I think he realized that when he went to Carolina, that it was just a different thing. The things that he cares about, the things that he likes teaching, the way that Well, he, he doesn't likes- like letting guys go. And the thing the way that he likes to lead is just a better fit for the college game. And that's not an insult. I mean, the same thing can be said about Nick Saban, right? Like Nick Saban did the NFL thing, came back, it didn't work. He's the greatest college coach of all time. Like, it's a lot of really successful college coaches. Their skills are uniquely suited to coaching college. That doesn't mean they couldn't coach in the NFL in the right position, the right situation, but – and if, if Matt Rule is successful at Nebraska, he may get a call again about the NFL. But I think what he realized about himself was more important than what other opportunities may come down the line. And when you take the NFL off the table, which I think we can, I don't know that there's other college jobs that would necessarily appeal to him in a way that would take him away from Nebraska. The one that everybody would be worried about, obviously, is Penn State, um, obviously, where he went to school and everything. But James Franklin's not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, he keeps signing extensions. He's he's there for the long and term, he's
0: successful there.
1: Yeah. And he's successful there. He's there for the long term. So, I mean, maybe you're talking about. Several years down the line, if James, but Franklin how much is how much NFL, is Penn State but, an upgrade if Nebraska is good again? Well, that's the thing if you get Nebraska rolling, which is that's the whole presumption here, right? Because obviously, if he doesn't win at Nebraska, he's not going to be here very mm-hmm. long. That's just how it works. But assuming that they get to a certain level of winning again, even if it's you know consistently eight, nine games a year. Yeah, it, it, I don't know how much better of a job Penn State is than Nebraska. You know, people say Lincoln's hard to get to try getting to Happy Valley. <laughs> like that place is a is a, I believe, multiple hour drive mm-hmm. from the nearest airport. Worst case scenario, Lincoln is 45 minutes from Omaha, and there's flights that go into more flights that go into Lincoln now than there used to be. So, you know, th- that's the one job that I think people would be concerned about if if he's successful here is him leaving Penn State. And I've also never heard him, though ever yeah. say once that he wants to
0: coach at his alma mater.
1: Right. That's just the one people naturally think, mm-hmm. you go, oh, I want to go. And, you know, maybe being at Nebraska, he sees the the pitfalls of being at your alma mater by the guy who, that he succeeded here, right? I mean, it's not always sunshine and rainbows when you go back to take over your alma mater. Sometimes it's really difficult, and it puts a, an amount of pressure on you that, you know, it's a, it's a hard enough job already. Mm-hmm. You don't need the extra stuff. And you know, it it's it's not like you know, he's from New York originally. He ended up moving to Pennsylvania uh during his youth. Like it's not like he was born and raised in Pennsylvania, it's not like he grew up in Happy Valley necessarily. And so, you know, it's it's a little bit different. I just if I had to bet on it, I would say he's here for the long haul.
0: Well, and Coach Roll's all about Nebraska nice, he's all about his family and, sure. and being in a in a place that uh you know, people treat you with a lot of respect. Yeah. You don't get that too often up in the Northeast. <laughs> um, and I, I know that a little bit, n- different not only from experience, yeah. but even when talking to Tony White in the off season, I, I asked him about, you know, what, what's your biggest, like, what's the thing you notice most about changing from Syracuse to, yeah. to Lincoln? And he's like, the first thing out of his mouth was the people are much nicer. <laughs> right. So people just like to, you like to feel good. And you also like to be respected. Sure. And you, you just like when people talk to you in a nice tone versus like, Hey, I'm always out to get you also. And like, so, uh, you know, I, I think about that too, from like the family approach, the family point of view.
1: Yeah. If you, if you're a Nebraska coach and you're winning here, it's hard to find a better place to be, you know, like, yes, if you with better
0: tradition with, with whatever, I, just mean a I don't better, know if you can, I
1: just mean a better lifestyle. Like if you're winning here, the life that you get to lead is pretty great. Same thing if you're a player. And then right? when you're done, it's you're almost even greater. Yeah, you're a legend forever because you can't do anything wrong at that point. Like once you retire, like this is a really good place that if you can get it going, it's really, really nice to be here. No uh, doubt to me about that. Obviously, the last few coaches <laughs> haven't had that. Um, but if you kind of ingratiate yourself with the community the way he has. And again, the X factor here is, is wins. If he doesn't get wins, it doesn't matter how long he wants to be here. He's only going to be here for a certain amount of time. If he doesn't get wins, yeah, it becomes a much less, I don't want to say hospitable because people aren't going to be outwardly mean if they see Matt Rule on the street, right? I don't think, not most people, but it's a really great place to be and live if you can get this thing going at all. Now, I I teased that
0: we would get into realignment chatter. Let's do that next because there's something on my mind that I want to get to. um, And I also would like to share a couple of these athlete diaries that I've uh, compiled. But something you said yesterday that really piqued my interest. You said you believe the ACC is in a better place right now than the Big 12. I want to know your reasoning for that when we come back. Stick around. More CNC after the break.